giggity goo. Tony's little squeaky wheel getting greased. Thingy. Majigger, Matron. Hey, everybody. Hey, Full spectrum hey. cycling. Hi, everybody. I think we're on 87. Are we on 87? I think we're on 87. Show number 87 today, though. Seven. The, the, Five, the, this is the pre Thanksgiving show. Well, this is delicious. Got JK to my right. Hello, hello. Tony to my left. And hey! Splitting the uprights, Sam D. Hello. Welcome back, Sam. In the have, you, have, have you ever officially be been on the show? Uh, I don't believe so. I know he's. Well, I, I, I know he's been a lurker. But that's he's, about it. He's been a lurker in the background. Who's the guy sitting behind us? Oh yeah, JT's here too. Didn't even didn't, even, didn't even see you back there. <laughs> right on, everybody. Project your voice. Such such a <laughs> such a beautiful day today. I wasn't expecting it. You Not know, and rumor all. has it tomorrow is going to be sixties. Yeah. Well, yesterday is was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday was delicious because this airs on Friday. Right, it's a it's a kind of a time travel thing we do here, and because my um, place of employment is having a festival, oh shit, I get to ride my bicycle to work, which is generally a no no because there's going to be no parking. Where's the festival? In the parking lot, which is why we can't park our cars there. So when's the festival? Tomorrow or yesterday? Or yesterday? Yesterday? yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yesterday. Right How on. was that? It was fun. <laughs> I mean, your your mask looks like you're wearing a bow tie. Is all I'm seeing. Oh, thank but you. I'm seeing you through uprights of the boom. So he's not wearing the RW24 mask today. No, I'm not. Uh, I've, I've opted for a, I've, I've opted for the mask that, as Greg has told me, as you wear it, you um it your beard makes it like smooth and nice and yeah, soft, right? More fuzzy and uh, beautiful. It is a very nice mask. That I like is, my masks. Uh, Forgot who? Uh, the, it's the towel people. The not, not, me? Oh, they, they make Excuse the me? they make the fancy towels don't dry off really tell well. Me, don't it's not that shammy. No, shammy wow. My pillow. No, they're no, no, no. They're part of the MSR stove okay. company. They're All part right. of Thermarest. Whatever the towel people huh. are. Pack towel. Pack towel. It's starting to get a little. It's a very I knew I would get to mask. it. No, we don't need but, to talk oh, about. Oh, we're gonna have like a little. Yeah, we're gonna have a little cross hanging off of it too. Sorry oh. if I pissed anyone off. Then I so remember when Crocs... Upside down, Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But. Remember when Crocs came out and they were all just bare Crocs with holes in them and then some clown came out with a thing you put in every hole on your Croc? Yep. yep. Why aren't there dangly things from everybody's mask now? Well, it'll, hey, maybe you're missing them. Oh, I know. There's gonna be we'll well, there. There, somebody will have them. Yeah, like friendship. <laughs> It'll be like friendship. Friendship. The little charms crazy part about that is I had moved to Colorado <laughs> right when Crocs got popular, <laughs> and I told my buddy, I'm like, I've heard those are really comfortable. And and my that friend- That is one nut I'm never going to crack. I know uh, it. Uh, I just, you know, no. my, my friend who turns out to know a lot of really famous like Olympic athletes and things like that, he just looked at me and he's like, please don't give that man any more money. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he knew the guy that created Crocs. And he created them because he was a kayaker and he got tired of losing his shoes when he wiped out. So he made a shoe that floats. Nice. Like, all right. And now he's even wealthier than he was before. So the people that put the things in the holes also made a, I'm a, sure a big haul of cash for sure. So For a goofy add-on. I don't know. Whoever's going to do the dangly thing. Like, Sam, I don't know. You can't see Sam because we're on the radio here, but Sam's got a nose ring in today. Liner notes. You'll see him. In maybe you could just kind of, maybe you could sort of, uh, I don't know, snap it in there or, or weave it in through there. I'm sure I could do anything of that nature if I'd like to. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like to or not, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I'd like to process that one. 
So Sam is one of the more active riders in our in our group here. Uh, out there well, all I the didn't time. Realize that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we also have to throw it over to JT. Well, of course, yeah. JT goes without saying. You're still commuting regularly to HD. He doesn't have a mic. We still love. I know. Him. I am. He still I know that feeling. He still commutes to the the, <laughs> the dinosaur killing motorcycle company located here in Milwaukee. My name is Mike. I can be his Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Let him whisper in your ear and tell people. Oh, here comes JT. No, you can't beat my mic. Beat my mic. So, uh, Sam's got many bikes. Um, what What's your favorite current ride? What are you? Using the uh, most this time of year, which is early fall, mid-fall. I'd say I keep going back to the Narvister no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm riding on the road or or hitting the trail. It just seems to be the bike I gleefully grab every time. Uh, of course, kind of gorgeous. Lately, the Ursa has been a, a real go-to as well, though. So the Narvister is the carver, right? Yeah. And it's 29 plus. Yeah, 29 plus. And uh, boy, I just really love hitting the trail on that thing. It just... Seems they have momentum. It just builds it built right into it. It just flies. Awesome. Thanks. You still have the RS1 on there too, don't you? Yeah. And that is a super fancy factor on that thing. Every day I ride it, I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to, John. You guys should totally ride. JT wants to go for a ride with uh, Sam. Well, JT will ride with anybody, actually. We we really should. (laughs) 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 So here's one for everybody. Waffle House now has a beer. The bacon beer. Yeah. It's in, I, there's a, I'm there's gleefully a, intrigued by that. Yeah, so the, I, any I, of our we, listeners, if you should happen beer? to be near a Waffle House and would like to potentially send us some of said beer. Right. And any carryout. a long time. I can tell you this. And any carryout, it'll hold. Okay, it, right. It'll, oh, yeah. Or? And it will hold. It'll hold. The closest <laughs> Waffle House to us here <laughs> in Milwaukee is Cleveland, right? Five hours away. <laughs> Toledo. Toledo, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Right where the 475 and the 89 to get together down there in Ohio. Oh, that's what I missed about my trip out east this summer. You guys do know what's round on both ends and high in the middle, don't you? Oh, high. Oh, high. It's not the only thing that's high in the middle right here. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, five hours away in Ohio. I don't know. Everybody and their brother had a story on this thing. I think Mm -hmm. the one one that I saw it on for some reason was CNN, but it's bacon and beer. Sure. Who could go wrong? And I, the brewery is, I think, in North Carolina that's helping them out. North Carolina. No, I didn't write that down. That's how well I prepared for this show because I know how much you listeners mean to us. Whoa. Lack of. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Our, our, Took a dark turn. You know. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Our buddy Dave Slabowski should be calling in today, and he's going to carry the whole show. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. This is just filler. <laughs> right. Come on, Dave. This is While we wait, let's well, have some beer. He's warming up his digits right now, and uh, diggity, diggity, diggity. So why is he calling? Oh, who knows? It's not really that <laughs> important. He loves but he us. will call. Um, and, yeah, so this, uh, hey, you know what we should do now? So maybe we should get the, uh, the show beer thing. The build right. the well, we got we to get all of them. Everybody needs to ah. have one in their hand. Yes, indeed. Like to go I will be right back. Be the, um, the, Wait, I, I'm not on air. Oh, oh, there you go. Shit. All right. Oh. Well, neither are we. We're not on, the, we're not on air either. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, Piss boy. Could cross. you get us a beer? Would you? It's good to be the king. Would you like all of them? <laughs> all right. So all the beers. Since it's the, it's the show before Thanksgiving, and we'll, we'll get down to the shit worth doing in a little bit. But I Holy thought it, crap. Thanksgiving's next week. Right? 
I thought we could talk some shit about taking. Let's talk about shit after Thanksgiving. Which would be Urban Jungle Cross Numerale yes. 8, which will be on the Saturday the 28th. It's the Ocho. Ah. My one question is, I saw lots of posts about this. Mm-hmm. I saw no posts about fried chicken. I, well, I'm not coming it. unless there's fried chicken. I don't know. It's going to be a little harder to do the hand-ups as it is a, a COVID uh, yeah, safe hand event. Yeah. So things are fried chicken is always COVID safe. Bring, bring yourself a pedestal and put your buckets of chicken up on there and I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, yeah, uh, John, you're, you're would, you, uh, beers, would you get the on the lower of the door, the right hand, is, is six green beers. Those are what we're going to... We need those. These will come later. Yeah. Let's, let's wait for later. <laughs> I don't think won't go to waste, first, first, first of all, there's a plethora of beer here. Yeah, we, we, we should probably get a picture of this. Because uh, we are in, beer in the door tonight. Very, like, very slim. Data, data, data. I just, I Please... Think, I cannot bricks. I cannot make bricks without clay. I think we, we should go. just all have the same beer for the for the top of the hill when we get to it. Exactly. If we get to it, there you yeah. go. Oh, oh, that's yeah. not mine. Oh. That one's yours. <laughs> wow, what's up with these tall skinny cans? Are we drinking beer? Or are we drinking whatever those crappy things that? Like bear claw, what are those things called? Up, Clam man. claw, what are those called? Well, White, claw. White claw. That that's Clam it. Claw. Clam claw. That's really what they should have called. <laughs> no, they should have called I, it clam. Claw. Well, that's because mostly clams drink it. Right? I have a feeling that this is actually the <laughs> polar opposite of of that. Yeah, no, this, this All is right. clam beer. After after a lot of hard miles, we made it to the top of the hill. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think JK brought this one in this time. Yes, indeed. It I screamed to me. I, I, I read the <laughs> stuffs about it. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, rough one, you I saw the I saw the nine point, but I saw the name. First. I haven't touched this in a bit, but this is one that we yeah. Nine point no one. It uh, will, it'll coat the old insides a little bit. Yes, a double IPA, I'm assuming. It's a, it's a six-point brewery resin is what this is. Yeah, I saw the resin. I'm pretty, yeah, right? It smells like the marriage <laughs> I was Juanas, intrigued. Or at least that's well, what people it, tell there's me. There's actual real resin it in It does there not fit a koozie. From the marijuanas. No, it is a white claw yeah. uh, form factor on the, which is why they probably slip out of your hand so easily onto the floor because it's just so tiny. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, JK, take us away. Well, I bought it at Otto's because <laughs> the name said resin, and it was amazing. I was like, uh, hmm. no, I was going to buy a show beer and whatever. And I had to find one that was being pre-chilled because mm. I didn't have the time to buy it the day before and actually chill it, you know. It's so pretty delicious. I'm not, yeah. I'm not smelling them. I, I drank this a bunch. I, yeah, I'm not smelling a whole lot of marijuana. Really no, 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 that's what I thought. It, I thought it was going to be a stinky there. one. But it's in there. They're from Brooklyn, New York. Nine point one Alkahuzi, which wow, yeah. But not only that, the insane BTU. 103, 103 IBUs. IBUs. BTUs. What are you still putting in a furnace over there? It might be. I mean, that is international my, my bitter girlfriend units. Ah, it's so bitter. IBUs. IBUs. International no, bitter UB girlfriend means. units. IBU. IBU. UB. No, UBU. IBME. So it's and not. Together. It's not that. Um, it's it's not that tart like a no what's frightening is if you had like three of these you wouldn't be able to get up and that's oh yeah i like that kind of beer yeah mm-hmm. but you can get down with i did not realize it was the skinny oh i love that the skinny can 
It does have that. I do like that hard seltzer. Yeah, feel to oh. it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, this is ass knocker. You know, it's a little rude awakening. I don't know what I don't know what frat party in the old days I learned this at, but putting the f- pinky right under the can keeps that shit from falling on the floor. Um, do what? that. <laughs> I can't believe you just said frat party. Hey, free beer is free beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think with Milwaukee UWM oh. doesn't have that big of a, a, a frat. Bro, thing going on, but one of uh, we're underwear on your heads as as an older well, person on underwear right nineteen yeah. yes sir. Be I have another yeah no I, really I, I rode the ladder. It was really fun at at UW Oshkosh once when I was at a frat party. And yeah, I'm older than you. A lot older. Than you. And it got the frat party got raided and everyone like started jumping out windows and stuff. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta run. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm legal. This ain't my house. <laughs> so I have like three beers in my hands and the cops come in and are like, let me see your ID. I'm like, absolutely. And I walked out scot-free. I'm like, this ain't my party. I didn't pay for a couple of beer. I'm just here having fun. And everyone ran out and handed me beers. So I'm going to drink them. Wow. And the so cop pro- was like, good for you. I'm like, wow, you had you had the different guy. You, I would say like, no, okay. And here's the ticket for contributing to the delinquency of yep, a minor. No, I was not. I did not uh, buy the beer. Fifty nine counts of that right now nope, at nope, about nope, one hundred and fifty. Oh, was that a similar party? He he was at a similar party. <laughs> I was at a similar party here in Milwaukee, and however, it was pretty entertaining because everybody at the party was in their 30s plus, no shit. and when the cops showed up, it was pretty much just a matter of strictly saying, no, we're not going to pour them out. And then we also had some magnesium castings going on into a fire, so when the cops said to pour or turn the fire off- That ain't going to work. <laughs> We said, no, that can't happen right now. And the cop was like, why? And somebody poured their cocktail on top of it, and it lit up even further, and they walked away. That's a great trick, though. Like, Better than the 3rd of July thing over at Flux in the old days when the... The Burning Man one? Well, when they came and had to call it an exercise on putting fires out, because even though we had around 20 fire extinguisher around this thing. They're like, can you show us how you're going to put that out? We're like, nope. We'll give it a go. So we doused the thing right at the bait. You know, like you're supposed to do. It came right back. Well, it came back. <laughs> of course it did. It's magnesium. So he said, you know, he's like, we can give you a ticket, but we're just going to write this up as a training exercise. Oh, that's awesome. Right on. They learned something. You know, my... Uh, my Holy hell, there's all sorts of people talking, but there's only one person. You keep on knocking, we want to hear from. Let's hear him. Welcome to the radio program caller. Who do we have on the line? Hey, it's it's Dave Schlebowski. Who? Yeah, all right, Dave. Back like a back like a bad penny. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were just trying That's to right. we were just trying to kill time till you called because the only interesting part of this show is going to be you. Oh, that hurts, honey dripper. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's it going, Dave? Are well, you? I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy to be back. It's it's been uh it's been too long. Um, uh, I'm sorry I'm not there in person, but you know, with freaking record. COVID nonsense going on. I just thought, hey, if we can use technology, why not? That's probably a good call. We've all been we've all been hugging and kissing for the last six months, so I think we're <laughs> we're we're at least we're we're at least as in a in a pot as we're going to get over here. So, or or are y'all just drinking out of a skin? <laughs> ah, this would be a good idea. Don't tell anyone that Viking <laughs> style. So, are you st- are you st- are you still in our fair city, or have you made your uh, your grand? Uh, I am. I am. Um, 
Yeah, I am. So uh, regular listeners probably don't know. It was only recently announced at uh, at a Schwamigan Area Mountain Bike Association board meeting that I have accepted the position of the new executive director at uh, CAMBA. Um, yeah! Atta boy! Dave. So Ron Bergen, Ron Bergen is one of the founders, original founders of CAMBA and has been the face of CAMBA forever and knows more about mountain biking and trail building than I'll ever hope to learn, um, is finally sort of stepping down. So he has a little bit more time to ski and actually ride his bike. Um, I'm happy to say he's, we've been working sort of in a transition period and, and I think he's going to stick around and do a little work with, with us at CAMBA for at least a year or so, um, to help until I get up to speed on things. Um, but yeah, so I'll be, we're selling our house here in Milwaukee. We're trying to buy a house up there and, uh, and be up there by new year's latest, but hopefully before Christmas. Awesome. I don't think you have a hard time selling your house in Milwaukee. Yeah. Hell no. Jake's a little crazy right now. I know it's true. So our house, our house went on the MLS and we had, uh, I think 16 showings within two days after it went on MLS and, and nine offers, all of them over asking. And, but that isn't the end of the deal. I've, I've, I don't know why anybody actually enjoys real estate. I hear people do. <laughs> let's, let's ask Sam, yeah, let's ask Sam about that because that, that's his real game. Estate agent. I, I'm it's not finding time. it a pleasant experience. Well, yeah. um, but well, yeah, don't. inspections, appraisals, all that sort of nonsense has got to happen yet. So, and then the whole moving everything we own, although we have offloaded a lot of stuff and rummage sales and everything like that. Moving everything we own to northern Wisconsin is like a expensive proposition, no matter how we do it. Um, so, so all that sort of is like being coordinated. But the good news, so I think I got somewhere to go, and it's a pretty cool place. I got ski trails that run literally through my back property. Uh, which is I Sealy. love that. Um, those of you who go up there a oh, lot, Sealy is really the close bomb. To the sawmill. Yeah, it's right in between Hayward and Cable, so it's kind of like a great location. And our neighborhood is right by the Sealy Hills trails, um, so we the neighbors like groom their own connections to those trails. So cool. ski trails and mountain bike trails are all connected. Um, wow. Most of them are on the other side of Old Double O. If for those who are really familiar with in the area, but but we have neighborhood connections that connect right there. So. Very good. I understand that potentially you may have a B and B kind of a joint up on your property as well. Yes, the property that we're purchasing or trying to purchase, as I said, we got an inspection next Monday, and then it's got to be appraised, all that sort of nonsense. Um, but um, but we have an agreed, you know, offer. Um, but uh, the property that we're purchasing is is part of what they call uh, some people call the the the. Penman Slums, I believe. Um, so uh, Gary Penman, Gordy, um, Gary, a.k.a. Gordy Penman, um, essentially created the town of Sealy. He, he bought what was a grocery store and I think a gas station and and, and his architectural genius um, combined them all into what we know as the Sawmill Saloon 
up there. And then he took the school that was behind it and added on to that, did a bunch of crazy stuff to it and created the Leonard Lodge. And he stayed there myself. That's awesome. uh, Right. Yeah. It's awesome. And he's also um, got a couple of developments that he started in Sealy to try to like build, you know, a neighborhood of people that, um, we're into silent sports and stuff like that. So, Is so we're buying a property that that Gary gave to his brother, and then his a tiny little cabin on it, and then his brother kept adding on to it. So it's kind of like an Escher drawing. Our house, <laughs> every room is on a different a different floor, and there's stairs and spiral staircases and everything. It's it's very odd. And then there are two outbuildings, each with their own septic system. One Whoa. of them has a VRBO uh, already in it, and, and it's, it's very, very nice. Um, and it has a heated space below it, and we'll intend to have, you know, like the full-on, you know, Swiss waxing bench and, and uh, uh, you know, park tool stand and tools and stuff like that for, for visitors. So, yeah, so we'll stay tuned. It's, it's not on the market right now because the sale is in process, but, yeah, right we'll have an Airbnb up there. Would you characterize it as a compound or a, a cult meeting place? Yeah, <laughs> definitely a compound. And the neighbors are all know each other, and it's, yeah. So, so that's a cult. You kind of, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there's some of that. In a good way, in a good way. Right on. So, besides becoming the king yeah. of be, becoming the king of Sealy, um, <laughs> what, what else has been going on? Well, you know, there's okay. There's a couple other folks in Sealy that I that are on the that I'm not in the hierarchy. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't be coming, coming in. Lot, usurper! Uh, usurper! No, and you know this is northern Wisconsin, so you know you can get caught in a holler with your cross country in a bundle. Oh, yeah, you can. People, so. Um, but, uh, no, so uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, um, so I've been, I've been, I started about a month ago working part-time from here in transition with Ron um, at Canva, and just recently, they, Canva sent out a media release, and, and I'll share this with you, Greg, so you can put it in the show notes, um, but uh, about, uh, they, they did a, a really... Um, in-depth economic impact study of, of the Canva trails complete with like tons of volunteer hours at trailheads doing, you know, intercept surveys of riders asking them how often do you come here? You know, how much do you spend? How long do you stay? And then they also put, you know, trail counters on the trails to count all the riders. And, 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 and they, they worked with the university of uh, river falls, um, to do uh, a really robust um, study of the economic impact of the, the 120 miles of, uh, you know, backcountry mountain bike trails that they have, as well as the 50 miles of groomed single track, and then the gravel, the endless gravel that they have up there in the Northwoods. The university um, department came up with a number of $7.8 million in annual economic impact from events, the trails, and all of that. Wow. Can't you just roll it up to eight? Yeah. Eight mil. I mean, you're at 7.8. Let's just call it eight mil. So how does does that compare to a place like, uh, how does that compare to a place like Marquette, who does a ton of uh, promotions, and they take, you know, a small percentage from each overnight stay of a guest, and they really 
pimp the hell out of Marquette. How does the economic impact of an area like that compare with um, in the Hayward Cable Sealy you know, um, area? The only other place that's really done as in-depth uh, EIS as as the Canva Group did is is um, down in Arkansas, and and they did one as well. Um, and it's a bigger area in Arkansas and stuff, but um, they got the, the Waltons down there. For it. <laughs> right. So the Walton Foundation's paid for it, and what I've been told is that yeah, that economic study cost about two hundred thousand dollars to do just to do the study. And why didn't they just why didn't they just donate the money to the trails? God dang it! I thought you were well, talking about John Boy and the company. I know that. I know that. Oh, you were talking about the Walton. Yeah, that that place would be nothing without the without Tom Walton. That place would be nothing for sure. Show right. Yeah, this study utilized a number of the, a number of the tools that People for Bikes did with that Walton study. So it, it used similar methodology. It wasn't quite as robust as, as that study, but it used similar methodology. So what's really great about how People for Bikes helped with that, and and they're they're you know they've got a, a, a doctor of you know information sciences there at People for Bikes and. Uh, uh, and she's she's helped craft these sorts of things. Is people for bikes created these templates that communities can use, and and they're scalable. So like, if we don't have all the money that the Walton Foundation can put up in up in northern Wisconsin, we can still do this with like a tourism grant and some other local and a ton of local you know volunteer hours. So so what's great about it is now we have a template, and the hope is that other communities like. Duluth and Marquette and Copper Harbor will start to use that same template and do similar studies. And we can kind of like combat some of this, this like, well, you know, the, the snowmobilers and the ATV guys, they all show up in my parking lot and they, they spend a bunch of money and like, well, the mountain bike guys and the cross country skiers, they go home and they change and they maybe Hmm. leave their, leave their bikes at home and don't leave them on the back of their trucks or, or their cars or the roof racks and they still go into your bar and spend money, but you might not know who they are. You know what I mean? So, so hopefully this like helps spin that a, a little bit and, and we can grow these studies and, and come up with more information that says yeah. Yeah, silent sports are a really valuable part of our, our uh, economy. Well, let's, let's hope that you're a mouthpiece for making that happen because I think that, um, you know, with with climate change, and, and obviously this has been visible for many years in northern Wisconsin, you know, the, the snowmobiling season is, is waning. Uh, fortunately, there's still the four-wheeler crowd, which, you know, obviously they spend money too, but uh, it's such a beautiful area up there, and it's so well um, maintained and uh, built that it, it should, it should, this should be the, well, it's the Moab of the Midwest, should should we call it that? Well, you know, no, you it's know, a little stretch. What, what I, I do I like think, it. Sorry, well, somebody please. else is talking. No, go ahead. Uh, what what I think is really unique about the areas that I'm moving to and those those Camba trails and the whole Schwamigan, um area is. Um, it's kind of like summed up in sort of like their uh, their little tagline, Big Woods Endless Trail. So, you know, I, I'm incredibly impressed by, like, the work that, like, Seawalk is doing in, in Wausau and riding the Ringle Trails. And, and they had the first, you know, 
full-on uh, amazing downhill, you know, at Sylvan, most of the stuff I can't even ride, but it's all awesome. You know, <laughs> join, then, join the club, Dave. I've only been able to do three out of the six trails there. <laughs> right. And then, and then the outdoor recreation Alliance in the, the lacrosse area is doing similar things. And, and Corp is doing similar things in, in, uh, you know, Madison and, and, uh, Metro is doing similar things at, you know, Manuka and stuff like that. So all these groups are making incredibly great progressive purpose-built trails, and and they're amazing places to ride. What I think sets Canva apart is it's a backcountry experience. So you can ride, you know, those are all amazing trails, but you park in a parking lot, east session loops, right? I mean, and some of them are 12 miles long, so that's a pretty freaking long mountain bike loop. That's that's amazing. Um, But you're sessioning loops, and you're next to, you know, a highway or a you know, a development, uh, whatever it is. When you get to cable and you and you jump off on those north end trails that the north end trail had, I mean, you can ride for 30, 40 miles on trail and you're never going to see anybody. You won't see another house. Wow. You might get lost and have no idea where you are and be really worried, how am I going to find my way back? I mean, Cam is doing a good job with signage. That's awesome. But my point is, that I like. it's a backcountry experience in the Midwest, you know? You know, so, two years ago, I did a, I did a, a ride. John uh, Trusky there, Dave, by the way. Basically connecting a lot of northern parts to the southern, and especially southern western parts. As far as terrain goes, and so I brought both bikes. I brought my 150 bike, and then as well as my hardtail with the 140 fork on it. Um, and when I was going through those areas, like you know, coming back from you know, well, from Copper Harbor, Copper Harbor, and you know, migrating through, there were areas that I got to experience, like Ashland, which I didn't know about. It's like this is unfamiliar territory and it's like well hey this looks topographically like okay so a 140 hardtail is a great way to go about things um we had been up there once with uh, one of our friends um uh shay shashamire and shay. Did some, i know shay really well yeah we did some fat bike rides up in that neck of the woods on some of the back roads and and also well back roads and cross-country trails ish I don't know. I've, some of the stuff we were on was fully sanctioned per se, but I mean, there is so much territory up there that right. making a mountain bike vacation out of things. Like, you know, so you want Burmy and flowy and jumpy stuff? By all means, you got it. And then go into some place where it's like, no, like, now let's just go into pack it in and pack it out mentality. Absolutely. You can do it up there way easily, way easily. Yeah, it's it's true, and and like I said, the the ability to get lost is something that that is something that I <laughs> I really like. I got lost up there. I got lost up there. I totally got lost up there, good. and I was really good. questioning myself That's when I recognized thing, the bear scout right? on the trail, and I was like, "Yep, I'm not sure where I'm at. That's, I have an idea somewhere. where I am, but I don't know. I'm." I don't know where I'm at. And that was great. That was a great experience on that. Right. I agree that 
that you know in this modern day world that that's like a an invaluable experience for for people that seek you know outdoors and and really want to get in touch with nature like i said hey nothing wrong with sessioning incredibly great designed flow trails and, and progressive stuff and and, oh, yeah. and Canva has that, and they're growing the opportunities for that. With the Hatchery Project is half done. That's close to Hayward, and it's another two miles are going to be uh, the, of the trail heading towards Makwa are going to be you know done next year, and and add a bunch more flowy stuff. And the jump line stuff by Sealy and stuff are are amazing. So that stuff exists up there. But what what we have that a lot of other places don't have, Marquette probably has it. Um, but um, is just the ability to just ride endless mountain bike trails, connected with some gravel stuff, throw in a logging road, occasional ATV two track, and and just get lost sounds and have terrible. a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone want to do this? It just sounds terrible. Riding a bike is a, a, is a <laughs> horrible self learning experience and great. <laughs> And and the opportunity to stumble across an unknown tavern where uh, where they'll be happy to serve you an ice cold beer. Now we're talking. That's a special. Thing. <laughs> there's All always right. a bridge and there's always a good bar. Tony, what are you doing over there? Looking for, Looking for a opener. bottle opener. Oh, he's huffing and puffing. I'm like, t- I need a bottle opener. Just mute me. So that's that's the news. We need a bottle opener. There yet. What, what's oh, your no, show I beers, didn't... you guys? I, I'll tell oh, you mine. Oh, today's show beer was uh, resin from Six Points out there in uh, uh, Brooklyn, I believe, New Brooklyn, York. Brooklyn, New York. So it's a 9.1%, uh, which might explain a lot about how, oh, how, breathing. how heavy breathing freaking Delivered in a white smoke. claw is. Tony said to mute him, so I did. Don't worry about it. This came <laughs> before white claw by about a decade. Yeah, no for shit. sure. But we're, these are in a white claw-esque I, hey, can, I, I, which makes them kind of weird. But uh, what do you what do you got, yeah. Dave? I bet it's really I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I got a, a but a very delicious and drinkable Capital Brewery uh, Gartenbrau. That, that's a, a beer, good beer that tastes like beer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I started. Yeah, a fantastic beer. I, I started the night off the with a uh, Capital Brewing Island Wheat. Wheat. Nice. Wheat. I've a been kind of on a search wheat. to try to find a a, a craft. Beers that actually taste like a, a Pilsner Urkel or a Czech Bar or something like that, and I, at this point, I've sort of settled on this Garden Brow is like pretty darn close. And if it's not perfectly exact like a Pilsner Urkel, it's it's pretty delicious anyway. So, right on. Well, thanks very much for checking in because if you didn't call, we would we would we would have just had a ten minute show and been done with this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, well, I'm Irish. I couldn't kept talking, David. Yeah, we can talk forever. Sabowski knows that well. This is actually true. Um, so, uh, N- JT, you know, you know, Trusky's here talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave. Um, I have to admit. Thank you for that frame jig. I'm, I have some plans in action, and more nice. importantly, the uh, the okay from the live to start chasing things down on that. So, um, absolutely amazing. Thank you. Fun. I could not imagine. Yeah, I am super stoked that somebody could use it. You know, I mean, uh, it's you know, I had grand designs on becoming a frame builder and stuff, and 
Yeah. You know, after working at Waterford and building a couple of frames at home and stuff like that, I realized that it just wasn't going to happen for me. You definitely have some it, chops on that end you know, of things that I don't have, but I'm... We, uh, we, it's my wife practice. and I agreed that it's, I'm just going to start practice. chasing these things down and making it happen. Um, yeah, nice. I'm super happy so, to hear that. Amazing. Thank you. I couldn't imagine, I, I can't, I, I couldn't have imagined that. Great. I'm oh, so happy for you. Uh, by the way, Dave, JT's got himself in with a, a bunch of other guys who do, uh, not only, uh, they do all sorts of wheeled things, and he's got some guys that can help him learn. They do motorcycle stuff, mostly but, motorcycle stuff. Um, but other things signed as well. up for uh, some welding classes Have at you, MATC, and I'm I'm signed up to take a frame building class out at UBI. Um, it's pretty wow. much it's all systems go right on to make things happen. Once, that once you things. do all and, that, though, you're once you once you do all that, you're gonna you're gonna learn the limitations of the fixture that you got from actually one of the things i'm tasting down is a uh is a a, a a development we'll just leave it at that and i have a couple of friends well, that nice different aspects and, and environments but they're helping me chase that down because they see that well there's potential so um you know the nice thing about that about that chunk of steel that i sold you is is it's dead flat and it's super heavy duty so like even though it's got like the the holes ground in it for for you know to use as a fixture if you wanted to lay that thing on its side and just use it as an alignment table for cold setting and stuff like that you could totally do that you could totally make <laughs> yep. it work for that it's not graduated cold setting. i will make it graduated <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. We just we just work for we just so. jump on them here at the yeah. shop a little bit. <laughs> but it's it, it was uh, it was an impetus to start taking some aspects of my, my my thinking on bike shit to put it into actuality. So thank you on that. Right on. I can't thank you enough. You bet. Yeah, that's awesome. You're most welcome. All right, Dave. Uh, catch up with us when you know when you know more about uh, if you're permanently settled and when we can come up and. I, I might catch up with you before I know anything. Too. <laughs> we'll allow that. We'll I'm, just, allow I'm, that. I'm just wondering when we can come up there and crib in your right. uh, in your B and B. That's all. So. That's for sure. That's Season for sure. it. Season. All right, Dave. Take your back. All right, boys. Thanks. Yep. Talk Cheers. to you soon. Bye. Peace. Yep. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Dave Slabowski, new executive director of Canva. I don't know how, you know, there's a lot of organizations around the country, but Canva's super active and really just doing such great things. So It's been for years. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. I've been going up there to Shawamagon since the 80s. So, you know, there's the, but the, the club has been very active in promoting that area. All right, Dan. So thank God Dave's gone because now we can get uh, off this show. Excuse me. <laughs> thank goodness he's gone. He was We've already exceeded our much. limit. Here. Well, time is it? All right, Tony. Anything you got? Anything you got? Anything? Me? Upcoming yeah, events? Me? I don't know. I mean, yeah. who knows? Why would We're I have getting anything? the hell out of here, Sam. Any last words? Sam, my uh, words. Last words. I did, no, I just feel like I have I to know, move. I don't to know if the knows about the construction of uh, different features they've been doing at Manuka. 
there's a, a wooden wall ride there now towards the end of the, oh. of the ride. It's uh, actually pretty treacherous. Ah. Yeah, you're speaking from experience, are you? Yeah, Manuka was always kind of a, I wouldn't call it, it was an intermediate place at best, right? It, but it still is. I well, mean, and not for maybe know, for Western it, flyers or JT, but for me, that place is still pretty challenging. It depends the lines you pick out there. To oh, be there honest, you, you, right can, you can pick some more, uh, more you know, interesting ones for sure. But uh, it just happens to be close to my house, so I hit it quite often. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is with Nuka, but it is a great trail, and it's. It dries really easily. It doesn't seem to stay wet a lot. It just seems to be a, just a great day every time. In this case, we Moist. prefer it to not stay wet. In other cases, we like Moist. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's just how it goes. All right. What is not in the lexicon? JK, anything else? Um, Merry Thanksgiving. Thanks taking to all of Th- you. <laughs> Thanks taking. Thanks taking. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay safe. That's what I'm calling it. Don't sneeze on. on people. Thanks, Kate. Please.